Turn with me this morning to Matthew chapter 6 this morning. This morning we're going to talk about the subject and the topic of fasting. And whenever you're talking about fasting, you can never leave out prayer. Because prayer and fasting go together. Whenever you fast, the word fast itself means self-denial. Did y'all hear me? The word fast in the Greek and the Hebrew both mean self-denial. It means putting self down, holding self back, keeping self in its boundaries. Amen? Amen? Keeping self weak. Why? Because whenever you fast, the flesh gets weaker. But if you're in prayer and in the Word of God and worship, while you're fasting, your spirit man begins to soar. That's what you want in these days and times. You, as a Christian, we don't want to just be mediocre. Amen. We don't want to be complacent. <clears throat> we don't want to find ourselves just getting comfortable in the boat. Right. We want to be water walkers in this day and time. Amen. I got any water walkers in this church Amen. that want to do something in the supernatural. Amen. Some people that are just comfortable we're just going to church on Sunday, plopping down in a seat, hearing the choir sing, <coughs> hearing the choir sing, them not never saying a word, hearing the ch preacher preach on, on at the Reader's Digest, and go home and think they did God a service. Listen, if we ain't uh, taking ground from the enemy, there's a problem. Right. We're supposed to be uh, expounding the boundaries of the kingdom of God here on the earth. Amen. We're supposed to be anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost and fire to go out and do great things for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. we got to be lifting him up. But some people don't just want to be status quo Christians. I'm concerned about those type of Christians. And here at Harvest Time, as your pastor, I don't ever want us to get complacent. I want us to stay on fire. Be on fire and stay on fire. Amen. I don't want to, as your pastor, I shouldn't ever want to see you get lukewarm. Amen. I shouldn't be, be one to just pat you on the back and say you're doing okay. If you're lukewarm, the Bible said that the Lord will spew you out of his mouth. That's right. He said he'd rather you be whole, cold, than lukewarm. That's right. Lukewarm is I'm in between. I'm kind of hot. I'm kind of cold sometimes. Sometimes I want. I'm on fire for God. Sometimes I'm cold as a piece of ice. Well, that's you put those two together, and you got lukewarm. A lot of people call it straddling the fence. That's right. Straddling the fence. On Sunday you in church. On Friday night you in the disco joint. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Shaking and baking and, 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 and doing all the things that the world does on Sunday morning. You in, the, in here. To, Praise God. That's lukewarm. Yes. The thing about defense is you're either with God or you're in, uh, uh, with the devil. But if you own the fence, the devil owns the fence too. That's right. Amen. Amen. So you don't want to be sitting on the fence. You don't want to be lukewarm. We want to find ourselves going after the Lord Jesus Christ. With everything we got in us. If you go to a church and the church and the pastor ain't always 
always uh, encouraging you to go for the glory. Go for His presence. Seek God with all your heart. If He ain't doing that to you, you need to find you another church. Amen. Amen. I ain't looking, we ain't looking for just status quo Christians. That's right. We're looking for something that's going to take the world for Jesus. Amen. And we can do that in His name. Amen. Some people say, uh, you may be sitting here today and you say, Pastor, my fire ain't burning like it used to. You may say, Pastor, I'm here today, but my wood's wet. It's hard for me to get on fire. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I've been into a place where I used to fast, I used to pray, I used to go to church, I used to read my Bible, I used to do all these things. But today, if I find myself struggling to get in God's presence like I used to be. I've struggled to, to find time to read the Word. I struggle to find time to pray. I struggle to get up on Sunday morning and get ready and go to the house of the Lord and worship. I struggle. Why? If something ain't right. That's right. Ain't something ain't right. What do we need to do when we get well if if this is you? It's time to go into a fast. It's time to get the fire ignited again. It's time to light it up. It's time to go after God instead of just playing church. Amen. So what seems to be the secret for people that you've been around in the past? You ever been around people and you say, man, that, 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 that woman or, or that man there, they on fire for God. When you leave them, after you've been in their presence, you know, man, there was just something radiant about them. Their face was glowing. They were on fire, man. Every word that came out of them, it was just like the word of God was just flowing like a river out of them. And when you walk away from them people, you, you walk your way and you say, man, they got more than I got. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. They got more of Jesus than what I got. You may have enough Jesus just to get inside of heaven, but do you have enough Jesus to change the world? Amen. Y'all say amen this morning if you want to. Y'all ain't no Baptist church. But what is their secret to being able to be in, to have that radiance, that glow, that anointing that they, when they lay hands on people, you see supernatural things begin to happen. Fevers break. Blind see. Death hear. People get healed of all kinds of things whenever they pray. They seem to hear God. They seem to be closely connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever the Spirit's doing and saying in those days and time, they always connect what the Spirit. If the Spirit's going that way, they're going that way. If the, Spirit, the wind changes and it goes another different, different direction, these people are so in tune with God that they go with the wind blowing. The wind is the Holy Ghost. And then you wonder sometimes, what is the secret to these people? How do they get in this spiritual uh, condition to where they can hear God crystal clear? <coughs> How do they get to a place where the Word of God just flows out of them freely? Amen? Amen. Well, they get there through praying and fasting. Staying and studying in the Word of God. And being a worshiper of God. This is how you keep the fire burning. 
The word of God says in the book of Proverbs, the fire goeth out where there is no wood. The fire goes out where there is no wood. I've had a lot of people in my day and time as a pastor ask me, man, how do you stay on fire? How do you get your fire relit? I said, man, I tell you, the fire never goes out if you keep putting wood on it. Amen. Any of y'all ever build a fire? It takes a little time to get it built, but if you keep putting wood on it, it'll never go out. It'll just keep burning, keep burning, keep burning, keep burning. And that's what you want. You don't want your fire to ever go out. You want to stay on fire for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. You want to stay close to him because you want to hear what he's got to say. The Bible said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. Do you know the Holy Spirit is speaking? And he's speaking now. He's speaking in our day and time. He's speaking through all kinds of ways. He's speaking through the media. He's speaking through the Word of God. He's speaking through the radio. He's speaking through the TV evangelist. He's always, God is speaking. Yes. But a lot of people can't hear nothing. That's right. And there's a reason for that. Amen. They got too much of me, too much of self, too much of the flesh is standing in the way between God and you. You and God. There's only one thing holding you back. Because the Bible said when God gave his son Jesus, he freely gave us all things. Amen. He ain't holding nothing back. God is not silent in our day and time. He is speaking. But he's only, only people are hearing him are those that have spiritual ears to hear what the Spirit has to say. How do you get your spiritual airways clean? Through fasting and prayer. <coughs> If you fail to fast, hallelujah, you will find out your ears will get dull of hearing. Amen? Amen. Do I need to say that again? Say it one more time. If you fail to fast, you will find out that your ears will get dull of hearing. You'll need hearing aids. What is hearing aids? You'll need somebody else You'll need God to speak through somebody else to speak to you. That's a hearing aid. Thank God for pastors. Wow. Thank God for apostles. Thank God for evangelists. And he's speaking through these men of God. But God wants to speak directly to you. He don't have to go around the world to get a message to you. The Holy, if the Holy Spirit lives in you, God is a spirit. He can speak directly to you. Amen. That's how it should be. Right. Amen. And what the pastor said, what the evangelist said, should always confirm what the Holy Spirit already told you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. What is your secret to hearing God? What is your secret to being blessed? What is your secret to having this glow and this presence of God on you? It always goes back to if you ask any old-time generals in the faith, the Summerall's, the Finney's, the John Wesley's. If you ask uh, uh, the, the minister of Azusa Street, they had an, a, a mighty revival. It all goes back to prayer and fasting. Not just fasting, but prayer and fasting. Fasting without prayer is just 
uh, you doing without, you, you are afflicting your soul. But when you pray and fast, then you become an empowerment. Your spirit gets empowered to hear and do the things that Jesus wants you to do with ease. With ease. Why? Because you've got the flesh out of the way. Amen. You know the reason most of us don't, don't fast? It's because flesh is in the way. And the flesh, you can find out whenever it's time to fast. Everybody can fast. Everybody should fast. The disciples of Jesus, when he was walking on the earth, didn't fast as long as Jesus was with them. And the Pharisees and Sadducees asked Jesus, why don't your disciples fast? Jesus is fasting. Jesus is fasting. And they said, why ain't your disciples fasting? He said, while they are with the bridegroom, they don't fast. But when the bridegroom is taken away, which is what he said, after I die, and after I'm resurrected, I'm gone, then they will fast. And they did. Peter fasted. Paul fasted. All the early church fasted. Because it is a biblical principle to fast. But the reason we don't fast is because we got king flesh ruling and reigning. Amen. 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 Too many of us say, man, I just, I'm struggling with this fasting. I'm struggling with this fasting. You know what? The more you struggle with fasting, the longer you need to fast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you need to fast till you say this this dude, this king belly. That's right. King belly is fixing to learn how to submit to the Holy Ghost. That's right. To the Spirit of the Lord. How King Belly gonna, gonna submit? You don't feed him every time he wants to be fed. Amen. I know this heart on the flesh. <laughs> and, 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 and you picked the wrong day to come. If you fleshy, if you fleshy, you picked the wrong day to come. Because I'm trying to get you somewhere with Jesus. Amen. I'm trying to get you closer to the Lord. That's my job. That's what He's called me to do. When I first got saved, man, I, I, I mean, I wanted all of Jesus I could get. You know, that's the good thing about a new believer. They'll usually go after the Lord with everything in them. Like you said, back in them tra in that trailer in Dublin, Georgia. Yeah. <coughs> You'll never forget them times. Now that you out from there, if you ain't careful, you're like, man, it was, I had it better when I was over yonder. I felt God's presence when I was in, in the middle of the, in the woods in a little bitty trailer reading the Word of God every day, all day, every day. What happened? Flesh got in the way. Amen. Flesh got in the way. And when I first got in, uh, saved, man, I'm like, okay, I need, to, I need to get God's word in me. So I read, read, read. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The book of Acts. Five books. Three times. One month. Reading the word. Reading the word. Reading the word. Every second of every, of every day. Reading the word. Working. Reading the word. When I wasn't grading eggs, I was reading the word. Reading the word. Taking care of kids. Reading the word. Reading the word. Reading the word. Man, I felt like Superman on the inside. And then I started wondering, you know, I wonder if God's got something for me to do besides just go to church. That's what I started wondering. I got to thinking, I don't think I'm just going to be able to make it just going to church. He said, man, that don't sound right, but here it is. I've always been 
wild and crazy. If I was going to do something, I was going to do it wild and crazy. If I was going to fight, we're going to fight. We ain't going to be pushing around each other and saying, push me again, push me again. No, it's on. <laughs> Playing football, baseball, whatever it is. Listen, I don't get on this team to sit on the bench. I'm going to give it everything I got because I want to be on the field on Friday night. Amen. Y'all hear me? That's the kind of unction and the motivation you've got to have to go after Jesus. If we can do it in natural things, we can also take that over into the spiritual realm Amen. and say, I ain't going to be no pew sitter Amen. in the kingdom of God. I'm going to be on the field. When it's time to preach, when it's time to, when it's time to lay hands on the sick, when it's time to cast on the, de out the devil, I'm going to be on that field. That's what you got to say. Amen. So I said to myself after I got saved, I'm like, I got to be on the field. I've been going to church for months and months, and, and I'm, I'm sitting up under the authority of the pastor. I'm listening to the word. But what does God want to do with me? Is there anything else he wants to do with me? I didn't know. But I'm like, I want to do something for the Lord. He's already saved me, gave it shed his blood. He's already died. He rose again. What can I do to serve him now? Amen. So I said, I'm in the word. I said, I got to start faster. I got to start faster. I'm like, I didn't know a lot about it. All I knew then was you got to do without food. And you got to stay in prayer. Prayer and fasting. So man, I prayed and fasted. I started praying and fasting. I, I do a one-day fast all day. Complete. Uh, only, th only thing I drank was water. No food at all. I did that every Monday. Every Monday that rolled around, I fasted every Monday. And there was times during the month when I really got hungry for God, I fasted for three days. Only water. No food at all. Three days on a regular basis. Regular basis. Regular basis. Because I wanted to hear God tell me what he had called me to do. I had to seek him to find him. I had to go at, go at him with everything I had. And I fasted and I prayed and I worshiped and I stayed in the word of God. One day at the blue, my pastor said, Stacy, I believe the Lord's called you to pastor. I ain't been to Bible school. I'm working. I got a family. I can't go to no Bible school. But man, I was so in the Word of God. Man, if you touch me, God's Word would come out. Spirit of the Lord removed. And through that fasting is when I got called to preach the Word of God. Through those three-day fasts and those one-day fasts, on a consistent basis is when God spoke to me and it was so clear, it sounded like an atomic bomb went off in my spirit. When he said, Stacy, has God called you to preach? I believe you are the pastor of this church. And man, it went off inside of me and the Lord said, that's what I've called you to do. I heard it like there was 400 speakers around me said, that's what I've called you to do. And the voice didn't come from out here, it came from in here. And I said to my pastor, I said, without a shadow of doubt, I just heard God say, that's what I've called you to do. I said, I'll do it. I said, I don't know when this is supposed to happen, but I'm saying yes to the call because God just spoke.
That's all you can do when God calls you is say yes or no. But remember this. You can always have the option to say no. But just remember this. The book of Corinthians says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. That means when God gives you a gift or gives you a calling, He never takes it back. He never regrets calling you. He never gives you, He never regrets giving you the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You may never use them and you may never walk in your calling. But it ain't because He didn't call you and He didn't gift you. You can say no, but He don't take the gift and the calling back. They are forever yours. God is not an Indian giver. Amen? Amen? So my calling came through prayer and passion. You may be sitting here today and say, what kind of direction will God give me? I like, you may be sitting in a dilemma right now, in a place of transition, sitting in your seat today and saying, Pastor, I don't hear God like I need to be hearing God. I have a, uh, an opportunity to move and take a better job. I don't know what to do. You may be sitting here and saying, man, I need a wife. I need, a, I, I need a husband. And you say, man, I tell you what, you, you don't want to choose one by the flesh. I know that's right. You want to choose one by the Spirit. So what do you do when you have question marks, when you need direction, when you need guidance, you don't know what to do? The best thing to do is go straight into a fast and don't regret it because you are getting information that's going to set you up for eternity that God's going to give you freely. It's just going to cost you a few meals. Yes. Amen. It's going to cost King Barry some groans and moans. But it'll be worth it in the long run. Amen. Whenever you go into a fast, don't think about what you're losing. Think about what you're gaining. You're, you're gaining what some people pay hundreds of dollars to sit on a couch and listen to a counselor when the counselor can't give you nothing to go on. That's right. You know people pay for counselors. They sit on the couch and people tell them their problem and that's all they do. Counselor ain't got no answers. He just listens. That's right. But listen, God listens and he got answers. Amen. The Holy Spirit knows what direction you need to go in on a job on buying something, on taking a wife, getting a wife, dating somebody. If the Holy Spirit said, red flag, say, thank you very much, Holy Ghost. I'm going to leave her right where she's at. That's right. <clears throat> Drop her. If you don't, it's going to cost you. Yes. Amen. That's the reason a church is in such a mess in the divorce court is because they have run through the red flags when the Holy Spirit was speaking. Either they didn't hear it, they didn't see it, because they were too fleshy. That's right. I know a lot of folks that married a lot of good-looking women that ain't, ain't married to them no more. Because you can't marry according to the flesh. She may look good on, on Friday night. On Monday morning, she might have to put her wig on. Put her teeth in. What I'm trying to say is, the flesh fades. The flesh will fade. That beauty that you married for beauty will not stay beautiful all the days of her life. 
Either way, husband or woman. Wrinkles is coming. But people that marry according to the flesh, most of the time they end up in a divorce court unless Jesus gets in that marriage. Amen. Saves that husband, saves that wife, gets in there, and Jesus can wrap that family up and keep them going in the right direction. Without Jesus, they ain't making it. That's right. <coughs> so, uh, in, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about three things. You're going to have to read this on your own time because I'm moving. Ephesians, I mean Matthew chapter 6, verse 2 and 3, Jesus said, when you give. He's talking about giving. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, he said, when you pray. He's talking about praying. And then in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, he said, when you fast. So he mentions three things in Matthew chapter 6. When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Those three things are like a threefold cord. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 12 said, A threefold cord cannot easily be broken. Right. There's strength when you wrap up anything. You take one strand of hair and wrap it with two more strands, it's harder to break than one strand. Amen. A rope is usually woven together. That's what makes a rope strong. Amen? Amen. So, that threefold cord in the spirit that Jesus is talking about, he said, if you'll get this in your life, when you give, when you pray, and when you fast, if you'll get that in your life on a regular basis, you'll have the blessing of God and the favor of God and the direction of God upon your life always if you'll get that threefold strand, giving, praying, and fasting in your life on a consistent basis. I said consistency. Amen. Don't leave that word out. Because one of what we, what we are bad about is getting inconsistent. Christians today are very inconsistent. They're very inconsistent in their church attendance. Can I have an amen? Amen. That's why we got seats empty. <coughs> they are inconsistent in reading their Bible. They're inconsistent in their prayer life. And they're very inconsistent in their fasting. You know if you can't get them to read the Bible and you can't get them to come to church, they definitely ain't fasting. Amen. Hello? Amen. They definitely ain't going to do that. And if I keep preaching on fasting for another month, I'll probably hit me this church. <laughs> It'll get thinner and thinner and thinner. But you know, you're preaching good when you empty people out. Amen. Jesus, when he preached, his crowds got thinner and thinner and thinner. When he had a multitude and he started preaching the word of God and putting the pedal to the metal, man, there were folks walking away from him left and right, left and right, left and right. And at one point, he asked the disciples, he looked at them and said, y'all want to leave too? He ain't got but 12 left there. He said, y'all want to go too? You know what I mean? Jesus said, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to preach the truth. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Amen. I'm not here to pat you on the back, be your best friend, and tell you everything's all right. He said the truth is the truth. Amen. And a lot of church don't like that no more. The Bible even warns us in, in Timothy that in the last day that people will heap up for themselves preachers and teachers that will tickle their ears. That's right. That's the last thing you want in your life 
in this day and time is somebody to tickle your ears while you're sitting in church. Amen. Amen. Come on. Because what's going to happen is you're going to mess around and miss the, miss the rapture, or you might miss heaven at all by listening to somebody tickle your ears. Man, when they're putting the pedal to the metal and preaching the gospel, man, you ought to be behind them. You ought to be with them. You ought to apply the word of God that they're teaching to you, and you ought to say amen every now and then. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. <laughs> my, my, my. That threefold cord again is what? To give. Pray. To pray. pray. And to faith. Yeah. Y'all write them down. Get that in your life. In 2024, put it in your Bible. Put it in your heart. And do these three things on a consistent basis. Not inconsistent. And you tell me, at the beginning of next year, what has happened in your life. They will be testimonies coming out of the, of the woodworks because of what God has done in your life. If you have put this threefold cord in your life, giving, praying, and fasting, God will move you up. Amen. He will promote you. He will bless you. <coughs> and you will be able to hear God when he speaks. You know, mamas and daddies, it's very important that you're able to hear God right now if you've got children. You need to be able to hear from God. Amen. My dear wife, to, to, to give testimony, man, when my kids were coming up, my kids just like anybody else's kids. If they go to school, there's temptation out there at school. Amen? Amen. There's all kinds of stuff they can get. They, you can teach them what's right at home. You can bring them to church. But when they go to school, there's all kinds of bad influences out there. That's right. You gotta be able to discern what's going on in your child's life and look and see when the devil is after your baby. Amen. Amen. And if you blind in one eye, can't see out the other in the spirit, you ain't gonna see nothing till the devil's already got his hand around the neck. That's right. Next thing you know, they they on methamphetamine pills. They on drugs. They on alcohol. They on cocaine. They on the on the on the website looking at ungodly stuff. And while they doing all that, you are spiritually asleep. And the devil's after your children. Amen. And a lot of them don't have a chance today because mom and daddy sleeping on the job. That's right. Bible said, wake up. Y'all getting anything out of all this yet? Amen, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. I needed that. Now, let's take a look at uh, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17. I want to tell you what's happening here. Matthew chapter 17, starting in... <clears throat> verse 14. Follow with me, please. Matthew chapter 17, verse 14. Look at your Bible. It says, And when they came, when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, 
for he is an epileptic and, su and, and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. This is the spirit of suicide, actually. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. That don't sound like too kind, right? Faithless and perverse generation. Man, that's how you empty a church right now. Just go down there to so-and-so church and just talk. Y'all wicked. Y'all on your way to hell. You perverse. <laughs> And they say, man, I ain't giving that guy no offering today. And I ain't coming back. Let's go back. Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Jesus is talking. How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Jesus is always the answer. Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon. Do y'all believe in demons are still here today? Amen. If you don't, you don't believe the Bible. That's right. They were demons in Jesus' day. And listen, in our generation, they demons everywhere. Amen. You'd be surprised when you go to Walmart how many you walk by. That's right. And didn't know it if you don't have no discernment. Amen. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Check this out. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Why couldn't we cast it out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Verse 21 is the key. However, 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 this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Amen, bro. Amen. <coughs> See, there's some things that you're going to face in this life. It seems that there's, there in the spiritual realm, these some things that, that, that just by prayer alone don't move it. The demon don't move just because you pray. And the disciples, when they when the father brought the son, they couldn't do nothing with this demon. So they they brought him to Jesus, and Jesus rebuked the demon. Cast the demon out, set the boy free from epilepsy, having seizures. The boy would be tormented day and night, day and night, thrown into the fire, thrown into the water. The boy would be tormented by the devil. And the disciples couldn't do nothing with this demon. And Jesus said, Jesus dealt with it on spot, on time. He didn't have to go nowhere to pray and fast. He was already fasted and prayed up. Amen. He was already ready for anything that the devil might bring to him. Our problem is today, we want to prepare later when we ought to be prepared now. 
Amen. But whatever arises, be ready by prayer and fasting. Amen. The disciples called Jesus to the side later, privately, and said, Jesus, we got a question. You'd already gave us in Matthew chapter 10 and Luke chapter 9, you'd already gave us power and authority to heal the sick and cast out demons. You'd already gave us that authority, and we've already cast out some demons. But we, when we got to this demon, this demon just looked at us. He didn't come out. We couldn't do nothing with it. So we want, we, then we watched you set the boy free. So our question is, what was wrong with us? Why couldn't we help the young man? We wanted to help him. And Jesus said, because of your unbelief. And because, he said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll be able to say to this mountain, be, be removed and be gone. And it will. He said, but, however, this kind, this situation, ain't nothing going to happen unless you have prayer and fasting. Amen. Prayer and fasting. They some demons that are very strong and stronger than others. You might be able to cast some of the demons out just by walking with the Lord, being a worshiper of the Lord, reading the word, and staying in prayer. And when you say, in the name of Jesus, come out, they come out. They're smaller demons. But they some demons, the hierarchy is, is greater and bigger. You say, well, where are you getting scripture from for this? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, said, we fight not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. They're, they, they, they're little demons and, and bigger demons, just like in the army. You got little privates, you got sergeants, you got lieutenants, and you got generals. There's, there's a hierarchy in the spiritual realm. And Jesus said, you just met one that, that it's going to take prayer and fasting, and unless you add fasting to your prayer life, you ain't going to never move this one. That's right. So praying and fasting is for bigger demons, bigger situations, hard-headed, stubborn demons. Hey, I've been there before. I've been there before. Casting demons out. Some of them just look at you. Ain't going nowhere. Man, I had to go back and get prayed up, fasted up. Come back for round two. But that ain't the way Jesus worked. Jesus was always prayed up and always fasted up. Amen. Always ready. He didn't ever, the devil didn't ever catch him at a weak spot where he couldn't help nobody. That's Jesus. Right. But if we, his disciples today, we got to pray and we got to fast. The problem with, some people say, well, I know that was Jesus and I know that was Peter. I know that was Matthew. I know that was Bartholomew. I know that, that was Nathaniel and the disciples of Jesus. They fasted because, look, they turned into the apostles. But, Pastor, I just, I just, I, I'm just here to come to church. I don't want to cast out no demons. I don't want to heal those sick. That's the reason they say, I don't have no need of fasting. I ain't going to be doing none of that. That's the wrong kind of attitude. You're right. That's the wrong kind of attitude. Every child of God, the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, he that believeth in my name, these signs will follow those that believe in my name. And the very first one he said is to cast out demons. Amen. He that believeth. He didn't say you had to be a pastor, an evangelist, an apostle. He said, all you got to do is be a believer. 
And these signs will follow you. The first thing you'll do is cast out demons. Amen. And you got half the church running from it. We don't want to deal with that. Wow. I'm scared of that. Listen, you shouldn't be scared of nothing the devil has. That's right. Amen. You ought to have enough love and compassion in you to have compassion on people like that that I'm going to get involved because I don't want to see them suffer and be tormented day and night by this demon. Amen. Amen. You got to pray. You got to fast. You don't pray and you don't fast. When you get there, you'll be buttonhead with the devil. Buttonhead, buttonhead, buttonheads. But Jesus didn't butthead with no devil. He commanded that devil to go and get what that devil did. No. Shoot! I'm leaving. Amen. This man, Jesus, ain't playing no game. He is the master. He is the, the, the commander of the army of the Lord. He is almighty. He don't play. But listen, if fasting is not necessary, why did Jesus fast? That's right. He fasted because he knew that there were going to be different situations that were going to rise throughout every day that he had to be ready for. He, 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 lived, he lived a fasted life. You know what that means? He always kept his flesh under subjection to his the spirit of God living in him. Amen. He always kept it under subjection. Amen. Whenever the disciples in, in John chapter 6 came to him and, and he had sent them to town to go get some food for the multitude, when they came back and the multitude was fed, they said, here Jesus, here's you some food. Jesus looked at the food and said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Amen. They said, you ain't hungry? He said, listen, I got an appetite that y'all boys don't understand. But my appetite ain't for grits and eggs. My appetite is for the Lord and to do his will. That's what I eat off of. That's my food. That's what gives me the unction to go every day is to do God's will. It ain't that plate. Amen. When that plate becomes your God, then you got a problem. Amen. And I was thinking, I'm, I'm getting ready to close. A lot of churches today are built around the table ministry. Amen. Amen. Hello. You know how you can sort out who's there for the food and who's there for the spirit? That's right. Do away with the food and see if they keep coming. Amen. Because a lot of churches, they are building their churches off of Wednesday night spaghetti meal. Yes. That's how we get them to come to church on Wednesday. We feed them. Amen. Amen. Oh yeah, you got 200 there on Wednesday. Yep. Wow, right. well, I wish I could get 200, but we ain't feeding them. The only thing we feeding them is this. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you ain't coming for this, listen, forget it meal won't get you to heaven. That's right. Amen. And some people just come into church for the spaghetti. That's right. Amen. And, you know, when we call the men together, men, we're going to have a Bible study together. And a lot of folks can't get no men together unless they got breakfast. Men's breakfast. That's right. We got to have grits and eggs and bacon, and we got to have some biscuits, and then the men will come. But see, that's built around the table. Yes. You start doing them without the eggs and the biscuits and the bacon. And see how many show up for the right reasons. Amen. Right. Amen. Y'all know we don't cook a lot around here. That's right. 
I ain't want, I don't want to get, y'all ain't going to get to heaven off of bacon and eggs. Y'all going to have to get here, get there. Y'all got to love this. Amen. That's why I always encourage you. Get your Bible. Bring your Bible. Read your Bible. You got to know what this says. The days are coming. Jesus is coming. Time is running out. And you're going to be left behind. If you don't know what the book says, and if you ain't living by the book, you're going to be left behind. A lot of folks in this world are sitting in churches today. I hate to say it, but a lot of them ain't even born again. That's right, man. All they're going for is the country club gospel. Got country club religion. But when the horn sound, they, they so fleshy, so fleshy, <coughs> so natural-minded, so king belly is ruling and reigning. Man, when the trumpet sound, they ain't going nowhere. That's right. They're going to be glued to the seat. Glued to the pew. And Jesus is going to be coming and going. They're going to be wondering why it happened. Jesus said, I've been trying to talk to you, son, for a long time to get you to fast and pray. I was trying to warn you and get you ready spiritually for this day. But you would not fast. You would not pray. You would not go to church. You wouldn't do anything that I've asked you to do. Therefore, I'm leaving you behind. Hopefully you make it the second trip. Amen. That's the truth, y'all. Amen. Y'all stand with me today. We're, we're going to talk more about King Belly on Wednesday night. I wanted to get spend more time on King Belly. King Belly. We got to eat. What we going to do? What we going to eat? We're going somewhere. What we going to eat? We're going to the ball game. What we going to eat? We're going to church. Do they feed down there? We got to eat. Eat, 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 eat. Man, oh man. Them kind of Christians, I'm telling y'all, y'all, are fleshy. And the only way to keep that flesh under is by fasting. You watching us by media today, we, we love you. We, we bless you. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you. We encourage you to pray and fast this year and give like never before. God, Jesus wants to be a part of your life. You got to put some things down, put some things out of your life. You got to cut some some strings to some things that's attached in your life that's holding you back. It's time to go on a fast. Got to show you exactly what to do. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day of salvation. Surrender your life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that He died and He rose again on the third day. His blood's already been shed to wash away your sin. Repent of your sin. And watch Jesus do a great work in your life. He'll give you a life worth living. He'll set you free from drugs and alcohol and every evil work under the sun. If you'll give your life to him, I'm telling you, as a living testimony. He gave me a life worth living. He'll do the same for you. God bless you. Jesus is Lord.